Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Dr. Lynn Kelly. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. Hi, Christina. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm awesome. We chatted just a little teeny bit before I hit the go button on your new book, Change Questions. I love the name because... As I was saying just before we went live here, is that often we don't ask questions that could be the catalyst for us growing in life and business and family. And then also, we don't think about what questions we are asking if we do ask questions that could move us in a good direction or in a positive growth direction. But before we go to sharing all your wonderful details about your book, I'd love for you to just fill in the audience on a little bit about your backstory. Okay, sure. Uh, well, I was a bit of a hippie um, <laughs> and uh, played in a band and didn't start college till I was uh, 28 years old. And I had two children at home under the age of three. And then one day my husband came home and he said he lost his job. Mm -hmm. So then I realized, okay, well, I better... I better do something here. So I started, I worked full time and he stayed home with the kids and I became a secretary, but also went to school full time. So mm -hmm. then Six years later, I finished my MBA and was running the little hospital that I uh, had started as a secretary <laughs> with. Um, but that same year, uh, we had a lot of tragedy. My husband's mother died. My husband's brother died and my mom died. And we mm -hmm. were, you know, I suddenly, you know, it's one of those questions you ask yourself, geez, I, I went to work to give stability, stability to my family. And suddenly, where's my family? What's really mm -hmm. important? So I, you know, asked that question of myself and my husband went back to work and I quit my job <laughs> and started a PhD that gave me a lot more flexibility. And I got a PhD and then became a statistics professor and did a lot of uh, consulting. And then one of the groups I had consulted for ended up winning the Michigan Quality Leadership 
award. So they came and they offered me a job in Paris, France. (laughs) And by then my youngest was in just starting college. So I moved to France and I worked, they wanted me to do what I, what we did in Michigan in France and Germany. And that Mm. started a 20 year path with corporate America and at both fortune 200 companies, I ended up uh, reporting to the chairman and CEO and made a lot of mistakes. And those mistakes led to this book. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Well, I love that that story because uh, you know I had just written a book a couple of years ago, primarily going over my biggest mistakes in corporate America and what I learned. And I think often the mistakes are where we can grow the most if you choose to look at them and say, okay, where did I screw up? What could I learn from this situation? Um, it's fascinating though. How did you take to the culture and everything? Was that some of the things that led to mistakes for you because the cultures are very different in Germany and France? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I made the most mistakes in France and Germany. Um, part of it was culture. You know, I couldn't figure out, is it because I'm American? Is it because I'm a woman and it's automotive heavy manufacturing? Uh, and, the, and the French and German companies did not want to be bought in the first place by this American company. Is it my personality? Is it the what? You know, what is it? And um, and so, and I was responsible for implementing change in those places. Mm. So that's where I learned the most. And then mm. I came back and started applying it, but I did the research behind what could I do differently and started mm. developing like a playbook that every time I had to implement a change, what's my go-to questions to ask myself, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And then I kept making more mistakes, but by, by after about 10 years, I had, had it pretty solid. Well, you know what I like about that? You, you said, okay, I'm going to go in there and make changes, but you have to start making questions about what are the things necessary so we can make those changes. And I'm guessing also by asking those questions, you're like, what am I going to run into as far as obstacles, whether it's the people I'm working with and they've been bought out and they're not going to be pleased about these upcoming changes. How do I go about it where I can get everyone on board? Is that some of the ways exactly. to go Exactly. Exactly. So, so the change questions ask you to look at the culture. It asks you questions about the leadership, about what are the employees, how do the employees do the work right now? And what are their ideas of how it can change and, and incorporate the changes you want with what they do? There's a, it's all about really understanding people, listening, engaging with people and recognizing that that most of the respect that you do when you're changing a culture or change, implementing something new, even like a benefit plan or a new org chart, you have to respect the people and you have mm-hmm. to um, you have to think about what do they need, even to the point of one of the questions is what are their frequently asked questions? That's one of my change questions, because when you're starting to think about developing it, you have to anticipate most people are going to think, what's this going to mean for me? Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to have my salary going to be cut? And you have to anticipate those and you have to create answers for them. Because if you don't, managers are going to hear those questions and they'll make up the answers You and you yeah. won't have a consistent message. So, so that's part of it. You know, I, I love that we're going here, Lynn, because I remember working in a company many years ago where it was everything changed. All upper management was changed. Right. And they came in, they basically said, here's the law, people, it's all changing. And uh, so, and I was put off because she's basically saying, we're all doing things differently. I'm like, well, I, did, I thought I did a pretty darn good job beforehand. Um, but it kind of negated where we felt we had value beforehand. And then this new management team was just coming in and saying, we're rock star to that. We're doing it all different. And 
I, and I, I think I made some statement like, well, I think we're working pretty darn hard as it is. Right. And she's like, well, we're just going to do things differently. And so would you go into a situation like that and say, what questions do you have eliciting maybe from the team to give you or, or share their questions that might be going through their minds so that you don't have to try to guess them? Exactly, exactly. And I had also been, uh, when I worked for Textron, we were in a division initially that was purchased by Textron. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you realize how it feels when somebody swoops in and says, okay, we're going to do things differently, but they, maybe they don't tell you why, or they don't tell you what's in it for you, or they don't tell you even kind of what the expected value is going to, what's the value in doing this? Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, it goes back down to the respect for people, right? Mm -hmm. If we respect people and most people come to work wanting to do a good job, if we respect them, we're going to try to meet their needs throughout transition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to realize that these are real people, individuals with lives, and they come like I did myself, coming to do the best job I possibly can. And and basically, I think the biggest fear that might be underlying for all people is this is kind of how I make income to live and eat and all that stuff, take care of my family. And I just want to be a... And, I guess feel like I'm safe in my job, I think is one of the right. biggest fears. Because I think when they this particular company did their big transformation, getting rid of all upper management, we just felt like we're all going to be let go. And and it exactly. creates this big fear that, well, and then also morale goes down because then people are like, well, why try? Because they're just changing it. They're probably going to get rid of us. And then it's going to be really hard to implement your new vision. Exactly, exactly. And that's the whole thing about it is that every, every, all the studies show that if you want to be successful at change, if you're, if you want to, you know, you're taking over a company or you bought a company and you need the people. I mean, you need, you need them, you need their hearts and minds. And so how do you get that? Well, you have to do all the things that they didn't do when they did when mm. your experience was, you know, yeah. you really do have to be proactive about, about that. So it's, um, it's interesting. And, and people, even though even resist small changes though. So, I mean, there's been a lot of studies that show only about 20% of the population in any given group is open to change about 60% are resistant. And then about uh, I'm sorry, 60% are neutral and 20% are resistant. So, you know, part of it is you don't have a lot of bandwidth to work with there. So, you know, you want to, that 60% that are neutral, mm -hmm. they're going to be influenced by somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And if you've got people who are resisting and they have a very strong voice that usually much louder than the people that are in favor of the change, then they'll pull that 60%. And suddenly, you know, you've got that negative tipping point going in the opposite direction, which is almost impossible to reverse. So mm -hmm. instead, one of the things that we talk about is target the 20% of the people that are open to change as a pilot or a, you know, just get people used to the idea, build positive momentum, mm -hmm. start recognizing the successes of those people because you need that 60%. So, so part of that's the other thing. Another thing that we talk about in, in change questions is using psychology, using research and really trying to figure out the best way to get hearts and minds. That's awesome. And for anyone listening in that says, hey, I'm a leader of my organization, my business, how do I begin to know what questions to ask to create change? And maybe how do I even create better questions that can elicit um, a positive response to have people want to go along with my new vision? 
Well, what we what we've done in change questions is we've actually given you a list of the 11 most common areas you had mentioned kind of failure and the failure areas or the risky areas in change. We've listed those 11 areas in question format. And we've also provided a digital workbook, which is free on changequestions.net. It's a fillable PDF and people can, teams, people, leader can fill it out and you can then start to figure out which questions are appropriate to my situation. It may only be two questions, but you know that's part of the wisdom of being in the job. So what we do is we give you the questions and then which questions you answer are up to you because you think about, you consider every question, but then you think about, okay, this is applicable, this is not, and you develop solutions. And we give you, in the book, we give you examples of solutions. So um, in the in the digital workbook, we give you the forms that you can fill out to answer the questions. But if you're stuck, you can, you can look at the book and it will give you actually real world examples with the case study and how Union Pacific did it. Ooh, that's awesome. And I recall when your book first got started in the beginning, you in the forward, you kind of talked about how personally change was done in a big way using your health. Um, what brought you to even look at changing your health? Because I think everything interconnected. I think people think this is my work life. This is my home life, my family. Life. But I think they're all interconnected. Like if your family life is off or your health is off, it's going to affect all the different areas where you could even think to change. It'll kind of put a damper on it. I agree with you. We are, we are, our whole self is a system, right? If you think about where, where your work life is, it, it, everything you touch is a system and it all impacts you and you impact that. And you have an, you have an impact on everybody. They impact you. And you just have to periodically ask yourself that question yeah. about, am I in the place where I need to be? And I do think it comes down to your values. You know, like when I talked about how, when I quit my job and then started to get my PhD, it came down to, I realized it was almost like bait and switch, you know, how they used to advertise coupons for milk and you'd go and they'd be out of milk, but you'd have to buy something else. It's, I felt like it was bait and switch with me because I had originally quit, you know, started working to give my family stability and then realized eight years later that I was, I, we had stability a long time ago. What I was now working for was robbing myself and my family of the the well-rounded experience that we all crave and need in our lives. Yeah. You know, and that's a great um, tool also to, to know for everyone that is, you're, if you're a business owner, a lot of our listeners are, but it goes deeper than just how do I take care of my business or move it forward and have a vision that also looking at your whole self and starting with yourself, where are things I might need to change to bring my best self to the table? Maybe I have some health issues. I have, you know, one guy I know he'd gotten severely overweight, several hundred pounds. And he was like, you know, I'm my business is kicking, but my health isn't. And how effective right. am I as a business owner when I'm this out of shape and it makes a difference exactly. for all areas. So absolutely. No, well, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, this has been great. And, you know, I'd love for everyone to find out how they can find out more about you, get a copy of your book chain question. How can they do that? Absolutely. So it's available in uh, print, audiobook, and Kindle at Amazon. And if they want to download the digital workbook, again, it's free. Or reach out to me. It's at changequestions.net. Awesome. And is there anything else on the upcoming horizon that we should all know about? A new book or anything or maybe coaching? So that's that's the newest thing. It's I feel like I the last three years, which has been a three-year project, 
it's all I thought about. So it's so funny is when you said what's on the horizon, mm-hmm. my mind was a blank. I just thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just finished the book. I had. I don't know what's on the horizon. It's so like when you've just given I, I guess, birth, right? I guess I could say that I'm really excited about the future um, because I, I took my whole career to develop this. And I thought, you know, once I started talking about it and teaching a little bit, people always asked for the book. So then I thought, well, what the heck, let me write it. And then it got picked up by a publisher. Now it's happening. And so now I'm just, I feel like I fulfilled something that I really, I wanted to add the value. I learned through those so many mistakes. I didn't want other people to make it. So I hope people do read it and learn from all of my mistakes and help, you know, sustain change sustained in their organizations because as you said it's not a pleasant experience when it doesn't it's it can be very Mm. difficult for employees yeah and the person going through it as well i mean because i'm sure it's not easy for the business owner ceo c-suite um sky's the limit because you know you're never done and and congratulations this is huge thank you you know what? It's also, I think, to bring to attention to all of the audience that, you know, the mistakes never end. We'll continue to make mistakes as we continue to grow as humans. Because I used to have this idea that this pinnacle, I'm going to reach this pinnacle of success. And when I get there, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> but you know what? There is no such thing as the end it, until you're done. You're right. Uh, and you're we, right. We don't want to rush to that finish line yet. <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to comment on what you just said, um, I do talk in the book about here. I thought I had, I was, had increased the, the sustainment of all of these change initiatives I was implementing to over 90%. I thought it was golden. And what happened? I, I did something without using the change questions and it failed. So, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that same thing. You know, you think you got it, but you can't mm-hmm. ignore, you can't ignore continuing to ask the questions, continuing to look at um, the the situation and and making sure that you're aligned. So, yeah. Yeah. And also I think what ends up happening is that even if you learn a lesson, there are certain things that become re- repeated patterns. I know for myself that you yeah. think I've got this and oh no, I did it again. Okay. And, I know. You know And we can't beat ourselves up, right? We forgive ourselves and we say, okay, that's just another reinforcement. I think that's part of life too. You know, when we make mistakes, we cannot, we cannot wallow in them, right? We go on. Absolutely. Well, everyone, everyone go get a copy today of Change Questions (laughs) at changequestions.net or Amazon or all major bookstores. And I thank you again, Lynn, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting this evening. Thanks, Christine. It's been wonderful. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.